0: Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Crypto Maniacs podcast. Yes, it's time once again for a couple of guys that are infatuated with the Hive blockchain to focus on all of the amazing applications and exciting developments that you like how i'm prepping this task is this yes, working or no couture,
1: couture. Uh,
2: i was gonna say is this like the two-hour episode and we you're just trying to make sure we get there it's <laughs> trying,
1: trying to make, was it fun? <laughs> take it
0: very slow anyways task is here john is here and alanos from exode is back to chit-chat, gaming, game five, play to earn, the development of Exode, everything and anything in between. Uh, first task, how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? And then we'll uh, we'll
2: jump right into it. Yeah, I'm doing well. I, I was just thinking, is is our affair with Hive infatuation or is it pure love at this point?
0: It's got to be I love. I think
2: we're beyond infatuation. This isn't just some high school crush.
0: Yeah. It's I think we're done. Deeply in love, yes, madly, madly yep. in love. Yeah.
2: I mean, we're we're we're, we're stalker territory now.
0: Definitely level <laughs> five stalker. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yo, big time. Hey, our buddy across the pond, how are you doing there? That's um, you, Windows.
1: I'm doing wonderful. We just got a few days after Digicon, and I was organizing our giveaway because. Uh, pilots have been purchasing status to give to new people so there has been 62 winners and i've just sent the newsletter to them so uh, when i'm talking here there are a few people coming to our discord uh, and say and be happy and sharing the fun. so yeah we,
2: we we see you haven't done anything since you were on two weeks ago uh you take a vacation and just must have watched tv or something uh i'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because if you saw the latest update the latest post uh one of the big pieces of news is you have a new website is that correct Yes, exactly. And, uh, I went in and hacked around on it. I don't know if John had a chance to. He, he's so far up in Splinterlands, I don't think he, he even eats anymore. But anyway, that's another topic. Uh, Pressing, yeah. Yeah, Splinterlands and Ethereum, that's where John focuses all his attention. <laughs> is, um, he, he, he He's worked up a proposal for Ethereum to fix it, by the way, so he has all their answers too. Um <laughs> I think it's it includes a nuclear bomb or something like that. But anyway, I digress. Um, what, what, what's the deal with the new website? What is the angle with it? What is your thinking there? Uh, I know the old website was just kind of a stopgap, and uh, this is more feature-rich. So why don't you give us the, the 411 on the website and, and how this interacts or, or is part of the uh, evolution of Exo.
1: I think the new website is actually what represents uh, the travel journey that has gone, that Exod has gone into, uh, in the last year. Uh, what I mean by this is that we didn't need a website to say come into Exod. We wanted also to share some of the immersive experience of Exod, to share some of what it is, and to explain also a few things to people. I think when people come to the new website, without even noticing it. They are seeing critical information about the game, and they are also receiving some critical experience about it. And you know, uh, we had a website. I had a website planned for September, but uh, considering we had to come to and there were other exhibitors there. I actually fell into the trap. I wanted to do it so much better. So, I uh, involved myself in making it just like I really wanted my website to be. Uh, even if it took many more hours that I had to compress in a little time, I really wanted that people to, to you know, fill the space, the space adventure, the space experience there, uh, to receive some thrills, to, to really be involved in what they would get from the website. So, in our know, website, you see some of the events that happen in Exod. You also see that you have basically to get back, choose your origin card, which is your background story. Choose a ship, customize the crew members, and get into the adventure. It's really, it's really something that somehow, thanks to the, you know, to the need of a website and the need of it to be great, uh, I think I managed really to put everything I wanted into it uh, for people to receive uh, all the critical information they needed. So it was really a great thing. And, and people have really received it well, apparently. So uh, this is another thing I wanted to see if people would would like this new website. It doesn't work well on mobile yet, okay? Because, uh, because uh, it wouldn't made that happen. But um, yes, people have liked it.
2: Yeah, and, and for those who do not know, the screenshot behind you is yes. the <laughs> new website. And... Uh, for those who have not visited it, I, I will say one of the things that really excites me about this project is the realism in terms of, I mean, the graphics that, that you put together and, and coupled with the music, uh, the, the scores that you have at different points of, of the, uh, well, not even the journey, just going around the, the website is is. Very advanced and, and very professional. And I think, you know, anybody who looks at it, okay, it's in the very, very early alpha stages. People have to understand that there's a lot of parts to the website, especially when you go into the evacuation section that um, are, are not operational. They're just placeholder buttons, basically, at this point. But I think outside of that, just looking at the uh, presentation, if you will, the appearance, the, the environment, the feel of it. Uh, I mean, this could have been a, a you know production from a, a major uh, gaming company because the, the graphics and everything are that good. Uh, do you feel, obviously experience is very important in a game, uh, a lot of times we get lost uh, on that mindset with tokenomics and everybody says, okay, just focus on the money and then they wonder why the game fails because it's like well if you focus on the money and people are having a crap experience then it's a crap experience and and our last visit we talked about you're thinking with vr which you've toyed around a little bit with it's on the back burner but it's obviously probably in your long-term roadmap. that all feeds into it because my view and john cover your ears he hates when i talk about the metaverse and stuff like that but the metaverse is moving us to or moving the internet to immersive experiential and when i go when i saw the website and and i listened to the scores that you put up and and the presentation and everything that that's what came to my mind saying this is going to be a cool experience if i can ever figure this damn game out
1: yes this is This is something important you're putting out there, because uh, between gaming and minting the currency by playing, there is uh, something that is connected to the blockchain. But ultimately, uh, I will take one example. uh, Splinterlands, for instance, or Big Brother, Splinterlands. Uh, When you are playing Splinterlands, your first idea is not just to to play to your own and to mint. Uh, When you take cards, you want to cover game options to to succeed at a game. I mean, you see that there are rules, you see that you can play a splinter, so you must take the, the, the cards for it. So your first relationship is with the rules and the game, I think. With Exad, the first relationship you have is with the experience, uh, the amazing experience we are going into, and then the, the cards, the characters, the generic characters, the question experience. So this means that the entire layer of blockchain and the profit you gain, which also clear on market, which card you want to sell or something, or staking, of course. Uh, all these options are are really inside the experience, but you get to the experience first. And I think this is really what can carry us to gamers. To gamers, we come also to play, and then to earn, and just feel that everything here is perfect. Uh, they, they can wake up the, the next day and think things are good. So they, they can, this is really the thing that is good in pay to own, you know? First, the first thing you gain because we can play, but we can speak about play to own. But the first thing we do is pay to own. This is ownership. And uh, the pay to own experience works uh, as long as there is something, some utility, some scarcity, but also some utility what you have which means that you don't want just to sell it I mean, just for the first profit you can take because you know people are loving that people are coming more people are coming and your reach is just becoming more and more infinite because the game is good so people just come to it uh, this is really something that breaks uh the the marketing um oops that people are dropping by saying come to this game we will gain something come to this game we'll get something come to this game and we will, you will like it. This is the first aspect that I think is very important to to people making games right here, because we know there is a lot of cash to, to gain for some projects in blockchain. But what, what this means is that people, creative person, can create the game. They really have the vision of, they can get into it and try to deliver exactly what they have in mind, what they have in the earth. And if they do that, it will show. I mean, people, will. We'll say if they like it or not but people who like it will come into it and this is what is beautiful in blockchain where we have some more you know blockchain is some kind of revolution somewhere uh, regarding what, it, what exists in the real world in some part in blockchain you have a direct access to your players this is direct crowdfunding river to parties somewhere somewhere and i think this is really taking uh, the thing inside this revolution meaning that we don't need exterior situation with capital, banks, publishers, we can, with a creative person, really get into into the meat of things, okay, uh, and do what we really want to deliver. And I think this is something at the core of the blockchain creative experience and blockchain creative people that we've seen for some time already. And we must just get to the next step of realization. I mean, we must make better games, better experiences, and get there and show that uh yes solution is complete some or oh, that is players can own k peers can earn and creative person can create uh, maybe later some other things of the world will we'll dive into so tools that and find their place but this is the basic that, that i think we are trying to show here
2: I, I think you really what, what struck me as you were sharing and, and I hadn't linked the two together, but but you're absolutely correct. I I was getting a flashback to Steam and, and how it was marketed by posting, go, come and post your content and, and earn and you know, come over and earn, I earn three thousand dollars in three minutes and, and all this other bullshit. And we know that didn't work because it brought people over, they didn't get the money they they, le- they were upset, they felt they were mis- misguided or lied to a- and they left. And when you were talking about <clears throat> the play to earn experience, I'm thinking and sitting here and we see a lot of promotion of play to earn and earn money and, and, and you were talking about blockchain and it's like blockchain is revolutionary but it doesn't replace what games were created for it adds to them it adds the ownership it adds the uh, ability to uh, collect it adds the the ability to profit financially from the success of the game at an individual level as as opposed to just a corporate level but at the end of the day you still need a game that's exciting and that people want to play and if you just say hey we got a play to earn game come on over here and and earn Well, if it's a boring, stupid game with crappy graphics that nobody's interested in, nobody's going to do it. So it really is a um, testament that you decided early on, because you started this, what, at at least a year ago uh, Mm -hmm. on the blockchain, you know, on Hive slash Steam. Um, And it may have been a little longer than that. I think it was about a year ago I came across you. So maybe longer... It would have been longer than that because the, the hive split was two years ago. So probably about two years ago, I, I guess, I came across you. But it, it's just a situation where, yeah. did you see this coming or was it, this is just how you operate? You you were gonna put out a quality product and you know if it took you five years to develop, nobody played it, so be it, at least you were gonna be proud of
1: it. So the exit was proposed to the committee of hive on April 4th. This is when I made my, my announcement of my real pre-sale, I mean, uh, the announcement was made uh, a few weeks just before the art fork between Steam and Hive. So I chose to be on Hive uh, when, when I had to choose immediately because of was well, for coming. Uh, say, I really knew already what I wanted to bring in exact, So I always knew what I had in my vision. I also, uh, also knew that I wanted to propose some kind of new thing to, to to have with Pay to like with our contracts that are dropping cards every week which is a new thing, You were that a new creation and just drop cards, which later uh, could be defined as some kind of staking option. So I already knew that I wanted people to have something new to experience in the, in the ownership experience, but mostly I wanted to to share the, the game vision, the game experience, and do that quickly. Uh, I also made the game playable in the very first month, so I read about that, and during April to make response playable to show that there is something to play. And so Marketplace, because then I have to program a world Marketplace, which was also risk in the first month because I wanted people to have a door out if some, or they wanted to get out liquidity, something very important in, in a blockchain game. You don't want people to, to lock themselves without being able to, to, to get out. But uh, it is later that we other also games that came in that I noticed how Exod existed as an individual game in the blockchain space. It is because of the games, we are doing things differently, uh, differently than Exod, differently than the games we have on Hive, uh, that I, I noticed that uh, the way we're doing things in Exod, well, I think myself, it seems good. <laughs> um, I assume that position more now, because I, I think there are a few things to, to mention regarding blockchain gaming. Uh, I mentioned Patreon, so Patreon is something that, that works well, I mean, ownership of what to purchase and being able to sell it as well. And uh, we often know that play-to-own instead is often mentioned in communications. I, I may be a bit doing a bit of forward thinking or just, uh, you know, in, in French we say, which means that we are getting into the bit of things and maybe saying something that people don't will be shocked to hear. Really. But own is used in most communications instead of ownership now. Uh, and you even earn something like free-to-play and play-to-earn together, okay? So when you think about it, being free-to-play and being play-to-earn, oh, oh, how does that work? Because (laughs) basically, play-to-earn means you play and you gain some currency. If you agree with me, I think I could summarize it like that. So I would say that you play, you earn a currency, and it's the value of currency because, of course, you are selling it unless it has some utility of course if it has no utility and you just mint it by playing then you just sell it so i will call that and will dare to call that it's a bit it's a bit daring i will dare call that you punch the currency in the face so you, you play and you punch the value of the currency in the face I think okay i sell you i sell the currency immediately because it has no value i just came to to earn so i just means the currency and i sell it immediately so you punch the currency in the face so these are games where you play to like some kind of free to punch the currency in the face. So of course it, it just cannot really hold in the long term. So the technical face of it was a bit wrong in the first place. It needs something deeper. Of course, games can propose something deeper and they should, this is just what they should do. But I think we can assume that now those notes that many games are coming up and Playtron is used more and more as a term to, to say to people come and earn some money. Uh, there should be more tokenical analysis of games uh, to say, okay, how does that work? How, how, how will it work? And I think project owners should really uh, dig into that and explain how, how the, the learning process really works. Uh, because the problem I see in using just playthrough and bringing people on on board is that when you have one thousand players and people are trying scenes, and your game is um developing these features is okay uh, when you have five thousand players it's okay but when you start calling out the media on a big press articles on a lot of them you start to bring one hundred thousand players or, or more even uh, whereas your technical value is not into place it's vulnerable and uh, you can develop the features fast enough to, to address that so you call people to basically grab a lot of people uh, whereas Many of them, and I mean many of the hundred thousand that uh, will be uh, cost into it. You can say it's free, so I don't trap anyone it's just a free game, but of course, to increase that you say minting, and this is what happens when the minting starts to decrease, people will invest more, invest in something to to meet more and earn more and if the minting process was not stabilized and its economic value was one, then they just can't keep up. It so just can keep up. It happened with several games already. So, and so this makes many, many victims. I mean, I, 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 am, I see them, the scale of it, and I am a bit disturbed by the scale of what happens with other things. So I, I'm really glad that some games, some games have really a technical stability in place before the scale or when the scale and because this means that there will be no victims, that which is the good in blockchain gaming. So I'm a bit here, so even if it shouldn't be my role, my role should just be for, for example here. Okay. But I'm sorry to say, yes, let's make something good for blockchain gaming too. And let's make games which have technical analysis. And maybe even, I would really like to encourage some kind of independent organism, organization, some people, some experts, maybe Cryptomias could be into it as well, which which could analyze games and share a bit of it's good to come here or it's bad to come here because the token maker situation is good or is bad. And to point that out, because I think um, this year, we start to see many games uh, using the print process to have have gamers. um, But it will continue to, to create problems for many people and it could hurt the reputation and situation of blockchain gaming of many people too, if we don't address that. Sorry for the long talk here, but I really think it was something I really wanted to share. It's, I think it's something important.
2: Yeah, and I would imagine as, as you were saying that, even if it has, how, how shall I say, the right, right tokenomics to start, if a play to earn game can't sell, scale, excuse me, if a play turn game can't scale, won't it ultimately turn into a Ponzi game?
1: The situation to address scaling uh, is with, in actually it's with, with different layers. Uh, we have different layers of utility and Python is a bit far down the gaming process because you first receive a unique planet and then you start to design the resources you will produce on it. Invent your planet does not have infinite reserves and your calling doesn't have infinite cells, which means that really what we want to do is that you can earn more uh, depending on player skill and knowledge. Uh, John, I would like to to make you an analogy here with Call of Duty and who, we talked about it last time, but Call of Duty. So when you when you come into a Call of Duty map, basically there is one survivor but there are two things that come into factor here, which is player skill and knowledge. the knowledge of the maps uh, something that makes you have more chances to survive and beat your opponents. And I think this is what should be the main factor uh, in good play games as well, which means that, ultimately, your player skill and your knowledge will help you uh, survive and not the moment when you join the game, which means that in good platform games, it's not about coming uh, only, not coming at the wrong time. I mean, there should be no wrong time to come. For that to happen, your game first needs to continue being able to reach more people, which is why we were so inexact. There was an in September, we stopped selling boosters. Uh, we stopped selling alpha boosters, even if they were really, really, really coming fast, coming up fast. Uh, because uh, we know that we will reach many more people in beta, that will be great for, for players and in beta as well. There could be some scarcity to boost up because we know we'll get to release. And thanks to that, we know they will gain uh, immense value. This is the way that we stand the, the possible pontification of a game by trying to manage the distribution and getting done. Even if you are making very nice sales, you need to stabilize it with the features you are able to read uh, because uh, the features need to be made according to feedback, according to variation, according to what the game needs.
2: John, any uh, questions from the audience right now?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, we got... Um got a few people in vim here um uh chris said that the uh the the site for exo looks unbelievable very polished animated like a science fiction movie thank you <laughs> yeah um we got uh we got sergeant dan is in here too um uh mentioned he the... threaten to
2: hurt somebody yet
0: no not yet no no uh, still he half said...
2: an hour left so he can
0: he, he said mm-hmm. he was actually doing splinterland stuff and said oh Cryptomaniacs is on, so they're talking. Exo, he, he had to stop by, so he's here too. Um, and and w- what you mentioned too, and something Sergeant Dan talked about, and and I totally agree with we both you guys both touched on it, but like people aren't playing something like Fortnite or Call of Duty to get paid, they don't do that's that's not why they, they, they play actually the game. pay to do it, they they put money in, don't they? Exactly, because of the experience and like just just like like you said wrapping a, a a blockchain game up and labeling it play to earn it's like the, the, really the, the the experience i have let's say because again i'm 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 ignorant to a lot of this stuff but like the four or five dec i'm getting per match on splinterlands is not going to keep me on splinterlands you know what i mean like <laughs> the, the play to earn the 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 the, the four cents Every hour is not going to keep me playing a game. It's the experience and the community. And I think that is where blockchain games technically have, I think, an upper hand because there's already communities built into this stuff. So that's what like where you're seeing this stuff go, in my opinion, is that once we get away from the, oh, you can make money doing this, that's, that's like a side benefit it's more of the fun can i can i actually like play this stuff and enjoy it and have an experience with the community and have an experience with the gameplay itself and and it, and it was nice to hear you talk about that just because that's really important as a gamer a guy who's been playing you know call of duty for decades now and 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 stuff like that again just like Tass said i didn't i actually pay to play that game they don't pay me <laughs> I pay because of the experience because of the camaraderie I have with my friends that we play with for decades. Now it's, it's not, Oh, dangle this money in front of people and oh, they're going to come. It's like, that's a benefit side benefit of the experience. So.
2: It's, it's interesting, it's, John, I, I think you're a closet metaverser. because this leads in perfectly to, to what I was going to ask you, uh, Linda's, uh, there's many theorizing that the next generation of the internet is going to be built on gaming architecture, that the, the gaming architecture is going to just spread and, and engulf everything that the internet has. Because as John just said, I mean, right now you have gaming and you have social media and there's a little bit of, of, of cross interaction, but not a whole lot. But with this idea of the metaverse, with this idea of... of open source with the idea of, of being able to go anywhere. The, the belief is that in many, and, and I think, uh, Exo really epitomizes this. And I want to bring, I really want to bring this point home to the audience. If I can, how forward thinking this is. And I, I know I, I sound a lot like, Oh Christy task is way out there with his metaverse stuff. You know, here he is floating around 2028. Well, we'll get there sooner or later, but Exode really uh, epitomizes this because the belief part of the belief is that gaming is going to crush Holly because the entertainment experience will come from the gamers who are experienced in building an experiential, an experiential relationship with their audience, getting people involved. And what I like about Exode it's just trying to project out into the future, is here somebody could come into the game and spend the time you spend in a film, two hours, and be entertained while also being a part of the action, because as you said in our, our last session, your goal is, it's not so much me playing John or me battling the aliens or me battling this. It's basically like me battling myself. It's my experience of the choices I make with my ship, my crew, my supplies, my, my weaponry, whatever I do. So that if this keeps expanding and growing all of a sudden somebody could show up and you know, you keep adding layers and, and adding things over the next three to five years, let's say. And all of a sudden you're, you're like living a feature length film in your session playing Exode and you know, sometimes you'll win and get the girl and, and you'll get, get to another planet and everything will be rosy and uh, other times you, you bit the dust and. You know that's just the way that it goes, so do you see that as a direction to go in, and, and do you do you agree with the premise that game developers are, are really going to be the driving force of, of the next generation Internet. I, I
1: think they win, and I think. We are at the right place on Hive, also to, to discuss that. Uh, when I spoke before about some kind of deontology in blockchain gaming, I think we could call that, trying to have some kind of rules, and not only gentleman rules, but also independent things that could look at. Uh, it seems also to allow some kind of proper metaverse. Uh, we would I, I also develop a very nice part in exact but in the metaverse, if you think of several games, for instance, proposing being part of a portal and uh, your assets be, that could be used in one game or another, you need first to make sure that the, the economics of both games are, are safe, because you don't want uh, some asset minted from somewhere to, to destroy the value of elsewhere. This just it cannot work that, that way. And I see some people speaking of metaverse uh, without really uh, digging into that problem, and I, I don't really understand why it is not mentioned more often in their, in their discussions, because it seems to me something obvious. If you mean to something for for free in some game, of if bots are meeting something for free in some game, and it has some scheduled utility in another game, scheduled value, what it would just drop the global value of things until it reaches that floor. Uh, so. To metaverse with other games first, you have to make sure that people follow the, the same kind of good rules. And about Exar now and the experience of it, it is really good to see that you have a unique experience. This is something, some of the core rules that I always kept in Exod, every time I have to make a choice between a future of it that, this is what helps me to make it. Because imagine some kind of streamer somewhere who is streaming his amazing planet in recent step, or, or people are streaming some kind of new events where are meeting a new alien race, maybe. And people are streaming that because forever every really impact on the galaxy. And Exod tried to really entertain that mystery of things. As said, you have many things to discover in the new galaxy, including ruins you will discover of previous and shared races, including maybe discovering information about civilians that kill many people in exile. So there is something global in Exxon, and there's something individual also in your experience. So you could love one and the other. And when John mentioned, when you mentioned John, uh, binding with the community, that is something that really speaks to me because I, I always wanted that to be some kind of cooperative experience because at the moments in other games when you come playing and, and you are in a public place, in public place somewhere, meaning Windows has come with, with 100 units and has uh, some kind of turnus of metal there, and people just come to loot you. <laughs> and I said, okay, it, it's int- it's something interactive, I admit, but uh, uh, the interaction has stopped for me because I have nothing left. So what is this game? And I think cooperation also means that you can control the other people uh, in some kind of long-term. I mean, uh, that can be games that can last some time if you want, if you manage it. uh, Being uh, cooperative there seems important and means that the community is here with you. So uh, you always have people who can talk about, about your adventure, your information, what you have, and people will be interested in that. Uh, just like we have seen people sharing information about their unique planets, uh, everyone here we makes a test and learns a planet receives a unique NFT. Yeah? And uh, in that NFT, you have some information. You have a few thousand attributes you don't see, but you have some information that you see, and people are already sharing about that, about the temperature on their regions, about their landing sites, about the, the specifics. And when you imagine the, the thousand things that you don't see yet, I, I really feel that that is good, that we're holding the, the game by the, the, the good aspect here. So, that the more they see, the more will they will be passionate about what they have, and the more they will see the uniqueness of it. So I'm really happy with where it is going here uh, in this aspect of it, And uh, I, I really want to to make gamers really envision this metaverse and to envision it with a good behavior, uh, with their players, with the world they have, a uh, good responsibility to listen to feedback meaning really economics on what happens and what is good or not good in valuation to, to be able to react. And if if developers control their games, this is what they can do in blockchain. This is also what I spoke about it. Uh, if developers can respond without first having to get with publishers or other things, or the third party is they can they, they can control it and they can say no to some things, can say yes to some things, and they can really make sure that. That players will continue to, to gain and to be protected here. And mm-hmm. the experience and the vision of the game too. Uh, because this is really unlike, and this is a result of Patreon and trading and everything having a lasting game. I mean, regular publishers can want to raise a game, sell it, and the next year to sell another game. So they are not committed, you know, to, to the, that the game will last somehow because they know they can sell another. Uh, basically, maybe some don't want their game to last more than three years, for instance, because they know they will have another. Then, so that, that depends, that depends on the scale of game. I uh, have some kind of long term commitment, too, so that's different. But uh, developers in blockchain are developing things where people invest to get assets of it, and we know it's long term, we know it can be long term, and we must make it happen long term. So, uh this means that the relationship with the game means that you really are committed to it also as a developer to its future and that's the only way that can work a very long term in in, in ownership that was some of the games have understood already and they are succeeding from that is really great and really i think this is why that is reason why blockchain gaming thanks to the commitment of the developers the long-term value of a game means that the game is here to stay the game is there to continue the game is there to expand and it will bring some things that people have never seen as far well in other games some to that.
2: Excellent. Uh, it's 20 minutes before the hour. This is our time for the cheap plug for john's uh, index team uh, that is going to be supporting in Splinterlands. get the jersey, they they, they even have altered <laughs> they even have jerseys. So this is big time stuff. and. Um, there's the jersey. So, if you want to be part of the team, let John know. I mean, you can finally be something in your life after all these years of being nothing. You just need to let John know and you can be part of it. Look at that. He even has his name on it. You got his name. And lucky number seven. That's
0: lucky number, number seven. There you go. Yeah.
2: The, the, the reason why I bring that up is this is just a prime example of <laughs> Splinterlands. This isn't being done by the Splinterlands team, by the, 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 the people putting together the game this is a bunch of fans a bunch of players who get together and and as John said incorporate the social aspect around the game and and that goes back to what I was just saying before where game developers they're the ones who are going to be providing the architecture and it's no longer going to be gaming and then social media they're going to be all incorporated into one and what I want to to probe next about Exode and and your thoughts with it, and and we'll use Splinterlands as as an example, because Splinterlands really did it well. You, You have Splinterlands a game, so people go play the game, they come in with some money, they come in with absolutely no money other than the starter pack, they come in with whatever, they play, they do, they, they decide their level of dedication and, and they're off and running. And they enjoy the game and they get some, some cards, they get some deck, they now get SPS. They could post on uh, Splinter Talk and get some SPT, which gets some more SPS and on and on it goes. Then you have people like John who actually got in from the investment standpoint. He was a card collector and he treated it like baseball cards. So I guess you wouldn't call them an investor, you would call them more a collector. But then there's those who invest in the game because they say, you know what, I could see these gold foil packs really skyrocketing over the next five years. So I'm going to invest in that. So now you have players, you have collectors, you have uh, investors. But also one thing I want to add with Exo that I see is a a huge possibility because obviously you're dealing with planets and you're dealing with virtual real estate, if you will, virtual space, virtual businesses, you know, manufacturing, agriculture. I mean, all this stuff could be set up on these planets. You actually could build the whole economy within the game where you take like upland and put it in the game. And then you take like crypto brewmeister, but expand it out to shipbuilding and, you know, gun building and munitions building and hospitals and all that other stuff. I mean, have you thought about the different aspects of EXODE in that capacity? And have you thought about the EXODE economy and the potential that, I mean, you could go through unlimited roads with that or go down unlimited roads with that. What What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think the, the situation I had, which was profitable is that I, I was a Sprint tolerance player. So. Uh, there was first uh, a set of technical knowledge and values that I received from there. And I built it on, on that to, to try to, to bring something I wanted in Exod. And from the safe grounds and values as well saw in I came up with a few other ideas as well. The first is that in Exod, there is a stable market where you collect cards and sell cards, there is a colony market where you play your games and produce stuff and exchange between players. The fact that there are two makers means that when you purchase a card, it is basically not um, endangered by the meeting of players playing games because the card is used as a game generator. Explains the last time, that is a bit like in Splinterlands when you put your champions in a battle. It generates a champion to fight for you, and he has life points, and he will die or not, but you will keep your card. Well, in Exad, it goes a bit further because uh, people can produce things on their planet, and the fact they could produce a plant that would be awesome or new bullets or uh, new weapons does not uh, really uh, change the fact that they need cards to set up a new game. So it means that the cards are protected in value always, even if anything happens in the colonies, uh, they will still need cards to, to evacuate first to get to a new planet or the first planet, the first energy for any kind of new game. Also, there are aliens which also can attack planets. It also means that people have to find some kind of clear edge, clear scale to be able to survive long enough to optimize that their market potential, which means that it just does not mean to infinity. I mean I mean that people that are scaling up and up and up on their planet uh I also see their sales ticker going down, and they see that they must do something about that, or something will come up to, to attack that planet, and it will not be really beneficial in terms of uh, economic. And the thing about you now uh, the space and the land and the planets is that uh, we wanted first to propose star based ownership or star based sponsorship where people could basically uh, try to to construct as an alliance or to own as a partner, maybe in the future, a new Starbase. The Starbase is where we launch new games. So when you launch a new game, you will have a new situation with new options that will be part of what the alliance wanted to bring into its Starbase project. It means that we will be sponsored by that alliance when you launch a new game and receive some equipment. We're getting planets now. Uh, planets are part of what is sold as lens in many games. Many games they propose land, and you work some somewhere. And it could be a step also for Exod, but first wanted to get into starbase ownership. This is uh, one of the big parts, and this will mean that you will receive something whenever people someone launches a game from your starbase. Uh, basically receive resources that can be used to boost real games in the new galaxy. And this is because we go step by step, and when valuation is stable enough to think about ownership in the new galaxy like something more permanent that will produce something uh, sustainable in the new galaxy, then we will also, we may also come to that. But the first step is really uh, owning star basis and maybe only cooperation in the world of Exod. I mean, in Exod, when you launch a new game, you see Starbase being. Uh, you are part of this civilized world. And this is, world well, is getting attacked. But you are gathering citizens, resource crates, whatever you can save, and getting to the new galaxy. This is what you do when you not a new game. And this is also uh, where you could receive bonuses if launch from the status of someone, someone of some aliens, which has made that uh, you can have no chance medicine no plants or everyone gets a gun or something when launched from the star So you could be interested in launching from their place and you could be interested in uh, receiving more. I still haven't talked much about the currency of Exodus, there's the currency behind exact because we are raising it closer to um, all its utility uh, features. Uh, We want the currency to happen when we have all the features to use it in
2: place. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, it, it really, it's, it's interesting that you take some of the, the inspiration from, from uh, Splinterlands because we, we do live in a copycat world. And you know if they have a good idea that works for them, it, it certainly could work for you. Um, where do you get some of your other ideas? Let, let's just step back and branch out. Uh, what, where do some of your inspirations come from? You mentioned the plate urn, and, and you've mentioned some things that you see as potential downsides and, and dare I say, what is common practice. Are there some projects that you've looked at? I don't know how much time you have, but have you looked at other projects and is there anything that stands out to you that, that you say, they, they have some good ideas and, and maybe I'll follow them. What, what are some of the things that are in Splinterlands that have inspired you in the quote unquote, play to earn or the blockchain gaming world? Anything?
1: So the reason that I'm, I was highly motivated to speak about and well, mention the, the programs and recent in some areas so that needs to be addressed is because um, when I play some of the top blockchain games, I, I noticed problems more than good aspects I wanted to, to use in Excel, And uh, this means that um, there is the good in Splinterlands that continue to happen and that uh, there is not many games that follow the, the Splinterlands example right now. Uh, this is surprising because uh, some of the good ideas of Pinterest have existed so mean, in some years already, and some new ones were made this year. And this is also surprising that some of the F games are owning owning all the good ideas so that I see for now happening. Uh, this is a bit of a surprise, I mean, uh, but maybe it's because of Five, maybe it's because of the social network. I was mentioned that. Uh, we have to explain ideas. We have words votes and votes. what's over the community just that inspires to, to make good things for them. But uh, in the end, it's really for no sprint that really as a model that people should take as an example of. And I think, of course, I would think or be proud of saying that Exo also tries some of its own things. Uh, I think I'm really passionate about. Um, making, trying to make sure that players are not displaced in what they can earn or what they can play. In exact, I know that uh, we reach future step by step, so there is always patience that is needed. but we are getting exactly where I want to get, uh, which is uh, very, very far in gameplay. I, I did not have many examples of other games really that propose good economics. Uh, if something that came up recently in Exod is that players were speaking about uh, a world that Splinterlands gives to people who are holding things in their collection, who are holding deck, holding cards. Uh, there is a Splinterlands shards rewards that people get from their collection, and they so were asking uh, when does it happen in Exod. I was saying uh, that the idea was really interesting, but for now Exod does not have a problem with people wanting to sell things. Get people are only holding up their, their, their stuff because there are many game options that they want to explore. There are many game options available. But we will also propose uh, rewards for, for holding, we also propose staking options. But the way I wanted staking options to happen, we see a lot of that taking, staking. Uh, it should be an important word because it can be interesting. But I also wanted to propose some kind of mini game in staking, meaning you do. You can stay to evacuation fleet. You can create an evacuation fleet in the civilized world and put your cards into it. And this evacuation field will generate citizens that we will it will evacuate all the cards and bonuses. It's very in-game. It's proper to the law of Exod. And it's like a fun game so. Yeah, I mean, I want staking to, to be fun as well. And this is the way I want to do it in Exod, but I've, I haven't seen it made elsewhere. I've seen other things made, uh, but I think as a game creator, we are a bit used to see things that we do not agree with in other games, mainstream games, and want to create something different. Uh, that's a part of every indie, even in non blockchain games, is passionate about that, is passionate about trying to make something new. And it does not find publishers, usually, because publishers do not want to take risk to their audience, they don't, they're not really interested in something really new. they so want something that they can sell to their audience, every audience. And he does not have yet, an agency generates it with this game. So he wants to propose something new, and he's free to do that. So that's why I felt really free to do a new ideas uh, in Exod, in gaming first, but also in blockchain gaming. And I think we haven't yet explored all ideas there was to staking, to play-to-earn, to tokenomics. To this is really some kind of new science and, and, and game experience for people, also. And for game characters, there are, there are so many features they can deploy, so many interesting things that can really reinforce the value of what exists in the game. We haven't even touched the surface of it. Uh, Sprinter is doing things, and Exod as well. And it seems that um, for now, we are carrying many ideas with us. I,
0: I got I got a question of all questions. This is this is the big question. Okay. Forty two. 42. <laughs> Good. See, there you go. The high, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the is Galaxy. Is it or Mississippi? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is the question of all questions. We know that Exode is very science fiction focused. Mm-hmm. S- Star Trek or Star Wars? <laughs> what is your <laughs>
1: choice? <laughs> is Star Trek and since the fight begins. <laughs> no. uh, well, it's true that there are away teams in Exode. Teams that we send to, to so you'd say
0: that Star Trek's got bigger influence on your life than Star Wars does. Yes. Is that what you're saying? When you
1: see the video behind and the music, it's more Star Wars and having the thrills of a better. So, uh, I could use a joker and say, Hey, we are, we are both. I'm both, i'm <laughs> I'm a
0: raving fan of both franchises, and I think that we can exist as science fiction fans, we don't have to pick. And anyways,
1: exactly. You know. <laughs> See, when you imagine Star Wars, when someone fights, uh, when a Jedi fights a set, there is some kind of anticipation before. Uh, when they drew the lightsabers, there is some kind of tension, some kind of atmosphere. And this is really the place uh, where where I think we want to exist in the kind of uh, being being in it. You know, you are in it, and then the music kicks in, and you are really in it. Uh, and this is this is a bit some of the core of what I want to bring next that, to make you really immersed in that. But before you get to that scene, you make decisions with your teams and your characters, and this, this could be more similar to managing your crew in Star Trek mm. and sending them in missions. You know, a bit like Star Trek Online, for instance, you manage a ship and you send, pe- ship and you send people on missions there. Well, that is part of the Star Trek depth, deep background here. But the fight and the moments of of, of tension uh, yeah i really want that in like series in star wars and better than the sequel of star wars <laughs> I, had to, I had to ask because so, you know, so as
2: can, can i expect a card to drop that is dressed like princess leia in in uh that one scene uh anyway i got distracted john you <laughs> Do you own any Cummy tokens, by the way? <laughs> he went uh, from Jerry
0: Fisher into the Cummy tokens,
2: wow. <laughs> hey, um, we're getting a little short on time, but this, uh, let, let's step back one more step. You, you touched upon the plate to earn. And I have my opinions and you can read my writings, watch my videos about the social media companies and them being able to transition. I don't know enough about the gaming industry to speak intelligently on this particular subject, but what do you think the chances of the major uh, mainstream gaming creator companies, uh, do you see them transitioning to this? Do you see this model being adversarial to them? I mean, many of them are publicly traded companies, so profitability is, is the number one agenda because they answer to Wall Street, stuff like that. Where do you see the mainstream, the major uh, um, gaming companies fitting into this? Do you see them incorporating this or are they gonna fight it tooth and nail and, and show up late to the game? How, how do you envision that unfolding?
1: I think blockchain gaming is already showing so much success that they definitely uh, may have an eye on the model and a thoughts about how could it be adapted to them, that there are some mainstream publishers who really can't dig into that because they propose something more ephemeral in a, as an experience. So they, they would like to have a token or something to show your commitment to the games sell. Um, but uh, they can't really have it long-term. They will say, say it, I think, as a, as a way to get into their digital store, to be committed to, to the place where they sell other games and to, to, to be part of the, the publisher uh, group, yeah. as if you take some kind of uh, a fan token. But there are other publishers, you know, mainstream publishers, that make very few games and where the games have a long longevity so they can stay for some time. And they may get into it, but they will be late for a few years because they really need to, to make that part of their new game. And the new game takes some time for them. that's why indies are getting there first because indies can make the game faster. Uh, it does not even depend on the numbers of things they put into their games. They just get there faster because as they work so many hours, they have their vision in their mind, and they get to that as fast as they can. Uh, it's like at Digicon, there were neighbors who were saying, Oh, do you, do you make your marketplace on I, And I realized I made it in the first month. And when I realized that, and that made me so the game, so that, oh, oh, yes, that was fast uh, because they were not doing that already. There, was, there were people there, they had lots of money, but they didn't have that playing a game yet. But in this, really get to things fast. that's why you will see many new games, many new based many new prototypes, many new alpha games, or games which are trained to deliver their features one by one before publishers get into that. But they are interested in that model. So I'm sure they are, because they see a lot of money going there. And uh, I will be afraid if they will try to scale up on the, the bad examples. I mean, that's why I really want the good examples to exist in front of them. As early as possible, and as wide as possible. I mean, I want that that to be in front of their eyes instead of the rest, because I want them to scale on the good models instead of the wrong ones. But uh, ultimately, will be also a simple train games also being we have a chance to become major since uh, in two years, three years, since we see now are uh, already having some success, uh, like Spinterance was an indie at the base, and is now being the top tier right now. We will get, maybe, uh, to become something major before they can release a new game and adapt it to the models of blockchain. There are some examples, however, uh, that I think could be digging into blockchain gaming first for major producers, like Dota, for instance, for instance Dota 2 uh since to the competition and the money that, that there is in rewards and teams they could try to reward their teams the, the, the teams that win in total in the tokens maybe some kind of cryptocurrencies that would be proper to total i think uh so, so if they have the idea and maybe i hope that google give them the, the, that ideas there but i think they have it already and it, it could work there it could work in some of the um, main games so I really want uh, us UNDs or us IP developers or us blockchain developers to, to be there first because I think we are carrying something uh, with us, some values, some, some kind of flags that we want to put there and say, this is the country of blockchain gaming and we are here and we are ready to stay and we are on Steam and we are in Epic Games and we are everywhere now. And because this will really change a few things for, for the better, maybe. Uh, I'm, always, I'm always pleased to play some kind of new game, but the blockchain experience is very really different. Once you play something that you play to one, or once you play something, on one, you will no longer have the same view on what you did before. You say, why you think, why did I play so many years of the games? <laughs> I don't see myself coming back to that, I mean. And this is something new that happens to many kinds of experiences. When you play some game now, some traditional game, you always think, oh, if this, were, if this were to be an NFT, this would be awesome. If this thing, this creature, this, this game, this creature in the gacha could be an NFT, this would be awesome. And uh, this shows that we are no longer the same once we enter blockchain gaming. And we really need some good games now to, to stay in it.
2: Okay, uh, in closing, what's next for Exode? Uh, You got the new website, uh, you're still in early alpha, you're working on evacuations and some of the features along with that. So uh, what can uh, listeners and followers and and you players of the game expect in the next, oh, I I don't know, let's say by the end of the year, the next 90 days?
1: So as you see behind me, uh, the new website here uh, was actually part of the what I would call the beta features because this is the compatibility with growth that always seen so in beta. So getting into a better education and a better website are part of the pre- beta setup. But now we are getting back to the alpha features, which is making sure that we have all features in place and we are getting back to the fencing of the away teams. So the witness means uh, that you are on your planet and you are sending your crew to explore other sectors of your planet and you are receiving reports about that. And here, I also want to dig into something new uh, as an experience in terms of what you control, what you see, what you are, and what you worry about. Uh, This means that if one of your team disappears in the wilderness, you have to decide on what to do. Like, should I send someone else? Should I send a better scout alone? Should, what should I do? <laughs> and you try to retrieve uh, information about what happened. And uh, you have to decide about that. And I think we make someone immersed into what happened. So developing the white team's experience and then developing the colony experience uh, and the research and the design of resources is what we will release in the coming months. And towards the end of the year, we will get back Tools being set up for beta, uh, which means then getting back to the early steps, making sure it works on mobile, making sure it works everywhere and making sure the back experience is good for everyone and things are understood by everyone. So, uh, you yeah, we are getting some kind of advanced step in September already, just like we raised a white paper and some kind of new place called the, we call that our knowledge center where people have access to a lot of information about So, they can get step by step. We see something that did as well in September. And, uh, but for the next month, we'll have really fun in the core game loop of exact with colonization.
2: Excellent. Well, we thank you for your time. John, you have anything to add? Any words of wisdom? Any housekeeping? Anything of that nature? No. um, Everyone
0: said Star Trek instead of Star Wars. So, I guess there's a whole bunch of Star Trek people in the audience, not Star Wars people. That's fine. I don't judge. That's okay. Uh, no, it's good. It's great, man. Um, thank you for coming by and um, thank you for, for adding um, a much needed touch to blockchain gaming. Um, and, we're, I, and I agree with you totally. I mean, this is, you don't go back. Um, I haven't played Call of Duty now for four months, ever since I started doing blockchain gaming, because the experience is there the fun is there and yet the play to earn elements are there, but that's a bonus. So, um, I think we're just beginning this. I think, uh, you know, just like you said, two to three years from now, we're going to be glad as gamers and as a community that we got involved in this stuff. So, um, yeah, man, exciting, exciting stuff, man. So thank you for, for, for coming by and sharing with everyone, uh, the updates and, um, Yeah. uh, Task. uh, Are you ready for Friday or no or no?
2: Yeah, I just show up on Friday. Uh, Maybe a reminder, uh, John, remember to put up the post to get people to ask questions. They tend not to ask questions if you don't put up the post to get questions.
0: Yes, yes, uh, yes. If uh, everyone listening, be sure to follow the at CTP chat account and we'll get the questions out there. So. On behalf of Task, I am John, and that's Ellendos from exo.io. Go give him a follow. Vote for him for witness, too, by the way, for, yes. for Hive as well. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming, listening in, and uh, have a fantastic week.
1: Toodles. Ciao. Thank you. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you
2: enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.